the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, in just a few moments, we'll be joined by Secretary of State Frank LaRose. We're going to talk about this 2024 U.S. Senate race. You want to talk about high stakes with Joe Manchin announcing his retirement. Uh, that's significant. And, uh, you know, it's even more significant when you look at the polls that have Donald Trump in a commanding lead in battleground states. Why does that matter? Because the Senate is locked essentially 50 to 50. And with a Republican in the White House, that means you have a Republican vice president that would cast the deciding vote in the event of a tie. But the Ohio race is probably the one where a Democrat can be knocked out. And once we get Frank on the line, we're going to talk about the latest polls. We're going to talk about some of the fodder that the left is uh, throwing on the fire uh, to try to, you know, get Frank hot under the collar, I think. But the latest polls from Emerson College are, I think, inaccurate. They're a little shocking. They have uh, Sherrod Brown up 42 to 32 on Bernie Marino, so Brown plus 11 there. Uh, Brown up 41-36 on LaRose, so up five there. And Brown up 41 to 38 on Dolan, so up three there. Now, with LaRose and Dolan, that's probably within the margin of error. But uh, I think the shocking part, and we'll, we'll let uh, the secretary weigh in on this, is that Sherrod Brown is polling. And I'm going to say this again. I haven't done the research yet, but I was probably involved in most of the reporting in the 2022 U.S. Senate race. And I can tell you a lot of the polls have uh, a slant to them. I would suggest that if Brown is polling at that low of a number after being in politics for five years and given his name recognition, that is a pretty big indicator. All right, let's uh, let's bring him in without further ado. Uh, he is Secretary of State Frank LaRose. He is a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. Uh, Mr. Secretary, thank you for joining us again today on The Bruce Woolley Show. How are you? Hey, Jack. Good. And um, continued prayers for Bruce. I talked to him the other day. Seems to be in good spirits, but uh, you're, you're doing a great job holding down the fort and glad to be uh, glad to be on the air with you again today. Yeah, well, thank you for making time. It's an honor to be here. Big shoes to fill with Bruce. I want to jump right in. I'm going to hit the, the hard stuff first because I read these stories and I just go, man, oh, man, Ashevitz. And so, uh, you know, there, I'll call it kind of a hit piece uh, was put out on you uh, not filing a disclosure required uh, for the U.S. Senate race. There's a 90-day extension that you filed for, and then you have another 30-day period. But before I even give you this question, I want to point out something that's interesting, is that your, your, one of your competitors, Matt Dolan, his spokesman said, LaRosa is, LaRosa is charged with safeguarding election law compliance and integrity in Ohio. So there's that. 
Now, I'm going to go back to a story that we wrote leading up to the last Senate race where we talked about Moreno and Timken each received extensions and filed within the allotted time. Vance claimed that he received an additional 30-day grace period, avoiding fines. Dolan, a latecomer to the primary race, also filed an extension. So you have Matt Dolan, who in the last Senate race filed an extension, but now his spokesman wants to point the finger at you for filing an extension. What do you make of this? This is just fodder, right? (laughs) There's this funny thing that happens when you're the clear front runner and everybody else can't seem to break out of second or third place, even though they're spending a lot of their personal wealth to try to do so. Yeah, they come up with whatever they can. Listen, I file a lot of financial disclosures. There's not a lot interesting there because Lauren and I, as you've heard me say, we're thousandaires, not millionaires. We live in an 1800 square foot house here in Columbus. We drive six year old cars. Uh, I filed my state disclosure. Uh, just a couple months ago. So anybody that wants to know anything they want to know about my financial uh, history can look at that because that's required as as a state official. And yes, of course, the Senate Ethics Committee gives you uh, a a 30-day grace period, and we're using that because I want to make sure that we're doing this right. And so I've been working with our uh, attorney to make sure that we're getting that filed completely, and it will be completely within the law and uh, within the time period that's allowed under the law, won't be much interesting to see, but uh, we're going to get that filed uh, in the time that's allotted. The other guys are desperate to try to get attention and to try to tear me down. It's not unlike what Sherrod Brown's team is doing. You know, they've decided, the Democrats have decided that I'm the most dangerous weapon against their hero, Sherrod Brown. And so they're trying to attack me with all they've got as well. It's almost like what is happening with President Trump. Yep. They're coming after him because they're afraid of him. And this is what's happening to me as well. Well, thank you for addressing that. And, and I, I wanted to give you a chance to do it because I don't think some press outlets give you that honest opportunity. Let's pivot now to these polls. Uh, so first thing is, one, do they even matter at this point? And two, I pointed out before we brought you on, what is staggering to me is that Sherrod Brown is polling at 41 to 42 percent. You go back to 2018, he got more votes than Mike DeWine that election cycle. What do you make of the polls right now? The guy's been in public office of some kind for 48 years. I was born four years after he first ran for public office. And listen, he he has for years devoted himself to what I call Sherrod's charade. It's this act that he's carefully cultivated where he's tried to convince people that he's a moderate. It's catching up with him because Ohioans know that it's BS. There is election year Sherrod, and then there's real Sherrod. Right now, he's trying to do things to get attention. He's traveling around the state, passing out pork spending that he's been able to, to get from Washington. He has, you know, on a few little token things, uh, voted uh, with the Republicans. They're not significant, though. And, uh, you know, we're going to beat him next year because he's not right for Ohio. He doesn't share Ohio's values. He's not the working class blue collar Democrat that he passes himself off as. He's the most liberal member of the United States Senate. And uh, and I'm going to be the guy that's going to call him out for his nonsense, going to show his voting record just this week. Just this week, he voted against funding for Israel because he wanted to defend 87,000 new IRS agents instead of defunding the IRS. He voted, you know, he voted to to, uh, defund Israel effectively and not give them the support that they need to beat these bloodthirsty terrorists that they're going after right now. That that is just an example of who he really is. Yeah. And Ohio's Republican senator right now, J.D. Vance, did shine a light on the fact that the IRS is now appearing to do what they did under the Obama administration rule, which is they're going after these conservative 501c3 groups. But 
let's get to this real quick, because this Ohio race, the importance of it cannot be overstated. The Democrats, the progressives, I would even say the global Marxists, they're going to be all in on this. I expect you're going to get outspent five to one. How do you win in that environment? We know J.D. Vance last year, he basically just held up Tim Ryan's voting record and said, this is the guy. How do you plan to combat that? Yeah, you combat that with the truth. Uh, You're right. The left is desperate to win this because not only is this crucial for Ohio that we have a senator who shares our values, but this is the seat that will determine the Senate majority. Let's think about that for a second. All eyes are on Ohio. If we beat Sherrod Brown, then we can take back the Senate majority. I believe President Trump will be in the White House in 2025, and that means that we can get his appointments through. We can get an America first agenda through the U.S. Senate. And so all the chips are on Ohio. And yes, it's going to come down to exposing Sherrod Brown for the fraud, the liberal fraud that he is. They are going to outspend us, but it's not all, it doesn't all come down to money. It comes down to making sure that, that Ohioans know Uh, the truth about this guy. And just like Ohioans have rallied repeatedly around President Trump, they're going to rally around me so that we can take down Sherrod Brown and finally have somebody who shares our values. Uh, About 30 seconds here, uh, Mr. Secretary. Uh, What else would you like to say to our listeners today? Well, you know, we're going into Thanksgiving week. I know that people have a lot of other things on their mind, but I'd encourage you to start paying attention to this race. There are two other guys running, nice enough guys, but they don't have the strength to beat Sherrod Brown, and they don't have the proven conservative record that I have. I'm the only candidate in this race with a 100% pro-gun voting record, the only one with a 100% pro-life voting record. Ohio conservatives know that I am one of them, and I will fight for their values, and it's time that we put this primary behind us, and so I'd encourage you to visit franklarose.com. Find out about our race, and I'll be the first Green Beret to ever serve in the Senate. I think that special ops experience will be valuable as Joe Biden continues to make the world more and more dangerous. Yes, it is a fight for the soul of this country that will be very valuable. And thank you for your service, and then thank you for joining us today, uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you soon. All right. And uh, thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley on The Bruce Hooley Show. And uh, we have more uh, coming back at you here on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Hey, welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show, and thank you for listening, uh, letting me ride shotgun, or maybe you're piping it through your laptop or uh, smartphone at work. Uh, Thank you. And listen, if there's anything you want to talk about, give me a holler, 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. It's almost Thanksgiving, and uh, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you what that means uh, for a certain segment of our population. From Christmas until about Valentine's Day, the number of proposals is off the charts. This is like high booking season for wedding venues. And I tell you that to tell you this, if you are already planning to get married or just put this in your mind, if you think that someone might pop that question soon, make sure that you get to the legacy on That's the legacy on See the charming venue nestled between Columbus and Cleveland that everyone's raving about. Now, when you go to that website, I have it pulled up right now. You'll see the, the greenhouse wedding, the rustic reception space and the barn wedding. Those three beautifully unique spaces comprise over 20,000 square feet of the entire venue. 
Here's the cool part. You can actually see pricing on the website. Now, one person yesterday booked a wedding because they were so excited. They said, well, wait a minute, here's the pricing, but what are all the add-ons? There are no add-ons. The price is the price. It's beautiful. It's affordable. You get a team of experts to help make sure that your special day comes to fruition. So get over to thelegacyonpossumrun.com, the Legacy on Possum Run. Your legacy begins here. All right. Speaking of legacy, I said I would do this, and uh, I'm freestyling, and, I, and I'm just going to do it. I've had a ton of inquiries from loyal listeners, readers of uh, our news at the Ohio Press Network, but the common theme is the people who are connected with me on social media. And by the way, if we're not yet connected on social media, if you're on Facebook, uh, look up Jack Windsor. You'll see a black and white photo of me there with you know my arms kind of crossed uh, against a brick wall. That's my personal page. Feel free to follow me. You can message me there. And then there's Jack Windsor, investigative reporter. That's primarily for the republishing of news content and interviews that I do. But uh, if you have followed me for any length of time, you know that Fridays are a special day for me. And they've always been a special day. Okay, well, not always. Uh, You know, when I was younger, I loved Fridays because it was high school football. And growing up, high school football was a thing. A lot of the guys who played high school football were my heroes. And so, you know, I would get all excited to go to the stadium and, and, and watch a great football game. But later on in life, uh, almost a little over 11 years ago now, uh, my daughter was born. And I'll give you a little bit of the backstory without getting too personal. But when she was conceived, uh, her mom was in, in ill health. And the initial prognosis was that uh, she wasn't going to make it to term. And, uh, you know, as, as a believer in God and someone who has uh, <laughs> received a ton of grace over my lifetime, I love the Lord because I've had to receive his grace, not because I've lived a perfect life. Uh, but, you know, once in a while I've, I've picked up the Bible and read some scripture and, and there, are, there, are, there, are, there are verses in there that tell us God breathed his life into us. And so I've always believed that. Uh, that breath of life is what determines life. And so when my daughter was conceived, even though the prognosis was potentially perilous, uh, I said, no, I don't accept that because that's God's life in in the womb. And uh, I did a couple of things. I I prayed over her every morning or every morning, every day, actually, not every morning. Every day I prayed over her uh, in the belly. And then I would, (laughs) you ready for this? I would play the Ohio State fight song. Just because I thought, look, you know, some people play classical music once in a while. I did that. But I just wanted to have, you know, that exposure to music and sound. And by the way, here's an interesting note. She can sing. Her mom can't sing. I can't sing. I can't carry a note in a bag. I'm awful. I'm tone deaf. My daughter can sing. I think that has something to do with it. Uh, But that's a sidebar to the story. Uh, The real story is that as she continued to develop, she had a heartbeat. And, uh, you know, she looked like a little belly bean in there. And I continued to pray, pray over her every day. And then as the, the pregnancy got uh, farther along, the doctor said, you know what? We might want to do a blood test here. It looks like there could be some genetic abnormalities. So, you know, obstacle one was if she's not going to make it. And then obstacle two was if she does, she, she might have a, a genetic defect. Well, okay. If, if that's the outcome, then 
that's the outcome. And, and that is a situation that we're going to uh, deal with and we're going to love our child. Well, long story short, my daughter was born and she was born perfectly healthy. And so some of you who wonder, why are you so vehemently in support of life and birthing a child? That's why. Because I've seen God's divine hand in my own personal life experience. And by the way, that's what changes hearts and minds. It's giving people an experience, uh, not lecturing them. And that experience has been valuable to me. Now, so all of that to say this, when my daughter was born, it was a moment of celebration. And uh, the first Friday that she was home, uh, I brought her flowers because it, to me, was a celebration of the gift of life. And it was a way for me to express that love and that gratitude that she's with us. And uh, it kind of stuck. You know, it started when she was a newborn. And every Friday now, I get her flowers. And for several years, I've been posting a picture of her on social media holding the flowers. Now, that has been controversial. Some people have said, oh, my gosh, you're one of those Facebook dads. You just want praise. And, And so let me deal with that. I give my daughter flowers every Friday because I want her to know that I love her unconditionally all the time. And that is just a small gift token reminder that brings her back every week to the fact that Papa loves you. Now, why do I post it on social media? I originally started doing it so that my my family members could see it. But now I do it as well, not only to celebrate, but to be, I don't know, maybe a beacon of hope for other people that they can recognize that the life of our children is a gift and we should celebrate it and we should be honoring uh, that gift. And that's my small way of doing it every week. Now, I married Whitney earlier this year and I am blessed to have two bonus kids, Addison and Brody. Well, Flower Friday is kind of my thing with my biological daughter. So now we have another thing in our house and that is Gift Friday. So every Friday we give, uh, we give little gifts and it's kind of like Christmas all year round. Not expensive gifts, you know, sometimes thrift store gifts, but little tokens of, of something. Uh, you know, it might be a Harry Potter book because all of our kids love Harry Potter. It might be uh, a T-shirt that represents the personality of that child. You know, it might have some, some sort of print on it. At any rate, I wanted to share that with you because I've had I, I, hundreds of people ask over the past couple of years, why do you do Flower Friday? I love it. But why do you do it? And when did it start? Well, it started uh, almost 11 years ago now. Uh, and it started because God blessed us, uh, despite all odds, with a healthy, beautiful child. And now we celebrate the bonus children that I have by giving them gifts and celebrating our unity and our blended family. So that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you for listening to The Bruce Woolley Show and the Flower Friday Explanation. Uh, Hour number two up next, uh, we'll be joined by a school board member from Big Walnut Board of Education who will explain to us what happened last night in a very controversial meeting. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.